chapter 22 and then Revelation chapter number 3. Amen. I feel that the Lord had laid this message upon my heart about four weeks ago and felt that tonight was the night that I was to preach what he had given me. Now I pray for the strength and help of the Lord to be able to deliver what he has laid upon me. It got a little crazy in here this morning. I preached a little hard on Sunday morning and need the help and strength of the Lord to preach on Sunday night. Amen. Isaiah chapter 22, and it began with verse number 22 down through 24 before we go to Revelation chapter 3. And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder, so he shall open and none shall shut, and he shall shut and none shall open. I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place, and he shall be for a glorious throng to his father's house. They shall hang upon him all the glory of the Father's house, the offspring and the issue, all vessels of small quantity from the vessels of cups even to the vessels of flagons. Revelation chapter 3 began with verse number 7. And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David. He that openeth and no man shutteth and shutteth and no man openeth. Verse number 8. I know thy works. And behold, I have set before thee an open door. Everybody say an open door. And no man can shut it for thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. I hope tonight, by the help of the Lord, to help someone in this house understand where God is taking us to as a church, and perhaps where God is taking some tonight as individuals. The Lord spoke three words uh, into spirit into Spencer's spirit last night and he communicated them to me. He did not know what I had prepared to preach tonight. And I knew that it was confirmation in the Holy Ghost as from prayer meeting last night the Lord spoke to him and he communicated to me three words that he spoke, and I want you to say them with me tonight. Deliverance, direction, and dominion. Dominion without direction takes us nowhere. Direction without deliverance leaves us in bondage. So by the help of the Lord tonight, I want to preach you into dominion. I'm going to preach for a little while by the help of the Lord and your help tonight because preaching is communication. The doorway to dominion. 
the doorway to dominion. Would you lay your Bibles down and help me tonight because I'm going to ask you to pray. Let's not just do this formally tonight, but I want you to really pray and ask the Lord to speak to every heart in this room tonight. Would you do that with me? Would you ask the Lord to speak to every heart tonight? God, speak to my spirit tonight. Speak to my heart tonight, Lord. Let your word accomplish the purpose for which you were sending it. I pray right now that the unction of the Holy Ghost overrides every demonic force from hell that would come against us. Every spirit that is unlike you tonight, I bind in the name of Jesus. And I loose the presence of God to work in this room and among your people tonight. Lord, that the progress of this church is not hindered by man, but moves forward by the authority of the word of God. We declare and decree it in the name of Jesus. We believe it. Now put your hands together. Give him praise. Worship and magnify the King of Kings tonight. Come on, lift up your voice with that hand clap. Engage in some active worship unto the Lord. Let's just magnify him for a few moments. Lift him up. Lord, your name is great above all others. And we thank you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God bless you tonight. You may be seated. Our text describes a key of the house of David being laid upon the shoulders of Jesus. This was written as a comparison to the physical key to David's palace which was placed in the hand of Eliakim, who was the mayor of David's palace. The strangeness of this passage is that the key was not placed in his hand, but it was laid upon his shoulder. This is not because it was a large key any different from some other, for no key is so large that it must be laid upon one's shoulders. But the key of David mentioned in our text is referring to the responsibility that comes along with possessing such powerful authority. The key of David mentioned in our text comes with the the responsibility of having such powerful and such living in such a prevalent place such as David's palace. Eliakim, the mayor of David's palace, had authority over everything except David. He had access to every room in David's palace. But the key was more than just access. It was a symbol of the authority that had been given unto him. There was nothing in the king's palace that was off limits to Eliakim. There was nothing that he could not close or could not open. There was nothing that he could not lock or that he could not unlock because he had been given authority. But with this luxury came a responsibility on the shoulders of Eliakim. The key of the house of David, the scripture says, will I lay upon your shoulders or the responsibility of the house will I lay upon your shoulders. You understand tonight that it comes, the responsibility comes with the power and the authority. A lot of folks ask God for power and authority, but they want it without responsibility. 
hear what I'm preaching to you tonight because you cannot have one without having the other. You cannot have the influence that you want without the dedication and the responsibility that comes with the authority that you're asking God for. Can I preach for a few moments today that Jesus Christ, from whom was the lineage of David, now holds the key to the house of David. In other words, Jesus himself has all authority and power and dominion. He can unlock a door that no man can open and he can close a door that no man is able to. To shut. He, the Bible said that through him, through Jesus, we are giving access to this promise that nothing in the king's palace is off limits to us. Now, I want you to get this tonight because I'm laying a big foundation, maybe for a real sharp punch of a message tonight. But I want you to get this in the foundation of this message. You and I, I believe, have been given the access to everything in the word of God. I believe that every person on this planet has been given access uh, to the word of God. That is the plan and the intention of the word of God that it may be preached in every nation under heaven. And so we have been given access to the word of God and through prayer I believe that we have been given access into some spiritual uh, places that others may not be given access to. We are given access by the Holy Ghost. We have been given access by faith to, to, to get into dimensions that other people look at. Do you understand tonight that by the Holy Ghost you and I are given access to some things in the Spirit that even the angels in heaven can only look into and desire to have but as far as they can go is just peeking over the corridors of heaven and looking into what you and I have access to walk into and to live in. Paul tells us in Romans the fifth chapter by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein ye stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. I feel that I came tonight related with a word related to the future of Christian Life Church and certain individuals that have been seeking God to go to a higher dimension in 2016. I talked to some today and, and I know and it's been confirmed already that two or three different people that have stepped into my office today and have said, Pastor, I want to go new places in 2016 that I have never been before. Now, I want to tell you that with that desire will come a responsibility that is laid upon your shoulder because I believe that God wants you to have what you are asking Him for. I don't believe you're asking for too much to go further than you've ever been. I don't believe you're asking 
asking amiss when you say, God, I want to go places that I've never been in you. And the Lord is saying, I want to grant you that promise in line with the word of God that you can go places that you've never been before. But understand that with that is going to come a divine responsibility that is being placed upon your shoulders to walk up rightly before me and to walk in, in relationship with me and with the church and with the people of God and with the leadership of God that I am placing a responsibility upon your shoulder and I will grant you access to where you're wanting to go. I feel truly that God has set before us a literal open door. I hope tonight I can communicate this the way I feel it in my spirit by the help of the Lord. God has given us the key to possess the land. It doesn't come to a shock to you for the last four years. We have rejoiced in the fact that God has given us the key. We have answered the call. We have moved forward and talked about uh, possessing our promise. It is the key to our future, as you can see, hanging on the walls. This is not the first time we've talked about these things. This is not the first time that we have stepped into this arena and that we have preached along these lines or that we have felt that God is nudging us or urging us. But I want to help you tonight, and I want to give you some direction on how to go further. But before we get into direction tonight, can I preach for just a moment and tell you that God is wanting to deliver some people from themselves and from the affliction of the enemy and from some things that you have been battling with because before I ever give direction on where we're going to so that we can walk in dominion, first we're going to have to get beyond where we have been and what has been holding us captive and holding us down in bondage in the name of the Lord I declare that you're going to have to make up your mind that through prayer and fasting you are going to break every yoke that has been holding you you're going to have to walk in faith and not by sight you're going to have to get over some things that you've been allowing to hold you back that means you're going to have to forgive some things that you haven't been able to forgive you're going to have to get over yourself in some things that you haven't been able to get over and when you get beyond it in the name of the Lord. You're going to walk in a new territory of faith that you have never walked before. I preach unto you tonight some that have been battling and struggling with addiction. You have been battling and struggling with things in your life that you haven't been able to break through free from in the next 40 days in the name of the Lord you are going to be given opportunity to break that in your life and to walk and live in the freedom of the Holy Ghost that you have never walked before but the responsibility is laid upon your shoulders does somebody give the Lord a shout of praise Hallelujah. I knew it was from God when the Lord spoke it into my spirit. Gentry and I were sitting in the car. Some questions that he was raising to me regarding some things that had happened. Some very spiritual things that some of us may not even understand without long explanation and I won't go there. 
But I told Gentry the answer to one of his questions of why that certain things had happened. Because it seems that we have a grip on local authority. We understand it. As a church, God has grown us. God has given us influence. He's given us influence in our community. He has given us influence in this city. And he has given us influence with key leaders in our city. And I could share stories with you tonight to confirm, but for time's sake, I need to move on. I told Gentry that there are some things in the spirit that we have a grip on. And we have, an, we have authority over. And we walk in dominion without reservation. We, we already know. We've already proven it. Once you prove authority or dominion, it's real easy to continue to walk in that authority and dominion. But there are some things that God has given us and there is some territory that God has set before us and has granted us access to. In other words, he has set before us an open door of authority. But we have been satisfied with shared authority. Gentry had raised a question to me that why did something happen that, that happened? He said, Dad... God has given you a spiritual authority. And I said, son, the Lord just quickened it to me. And he said, because you have been willing to walk in shared authority. And it opened the door for us to be able to communicate as a church. I believe that God has given us authority over the powers. About, I don't know how many years ago, there was a battle that went on in the spirit realm. If you haven't heard the story, you need to hear it. But there was a battle that went on in the spirit realm when I believe, you can think what you want to think, but I believe that I was in a wrestling match with the prince of this city. And me and God won. And the Lord gave us authority and we walked out with a key and I preached to you and I handed keys out to everybody in this church and you had key tags and you had keys in your hand and we celebrated the fact that the Lord had given us the key to the city and there were things prophesied over this congregation that has come to pass and from that all sorts of things that we could share with you tonight that God has granted us and if you're new here you're going to miss a lot of the things that I'm talking in, 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 in jest about tonight or talking uh, very vaguely about tonight and it's for time's sake I'll be glad to share the full story with you later but if I may be able to move on tonight we have, we have celebrated the key and we took authority in the spirit and God gave us authority and it came to pass that multiple evangelists and guest speakers stepped into this pulpit and declared that God had given us regional authority and that the next step we were to take was to step into regional authority. We celebrated regional authority. We talked about it. We celebrated it. We thought
thought, yes, wonderful, good. But and, and, and we've celebrated the what God has done for us in a local on a local setting, but we have failed to ever take over the authority. In other words, we have been willing to walk in shared authority. I first am going to admit to you tonight that what I said to Gentry, wherever he's at, I keep hearing him and I'm not seeing him. There he is on the second row. Um, I, 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 I'll, I'll tell you what I shared with him as we were in the car that afternoon. I, I told him, I said, first of all, I've got to step up my game. As the leader, I've got to step up my game. He said, what do you mean, Dad? And I said, I have been willing to walk in shared authority. In other words, God has given us the land. God has given us the region, more than just the city. We've, we've gained the city, but God has given us the region. He has given us regional authority. But we have walked in, 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 in uh, cooperation to stay out of battle or to stay out of war. We have walked in this territory and it has been with shared authority. In other words, the Lord said to the children of Israel, you see that land? I want you to go out into it. I have given you the promised land, but you have to go out and dispossess the land. I want you to get this. In other words, Israel had been given the land. God gave it to them. It was theirs. It was rightfully theirs. They had been given authority. But he said you cannot walk in shared authority or you will never accomplish the purpose for which I have given you the authority. As long as we are willing to cohabitate with the thing that is holding us in bondage, it'll do no good for me to tell you and give direction on where we are going. Because you'll never walk in dominion until you throw the devil out that is holding you bondage in a land that God has already given you. He's already given it to you. But you gotta kick the devil out of it. You gotta kick the flesh out of it. You gotta kick the enemy out of it. given us power and authority and dominion and we've been satisfied sharing the territory we try to avoid the fight because human nature is to prefer peace over war I think you just missed that one. What we are about to embark on for the next 40 days is not fun and games. I prefer to eat a steak and enjoy a nice pecan pie. I prefer to have my evenings to relax and enjoy whatever I choose to do. But I am understanding something in the spirit. That the only way that we are going to walk in the dominion that God is wanting to give us. Is we are going to have to go to war. (laughs) I said we got to go to war. Pastor I don't understand why I keep dealing with the same old thing. Because you had not been warring over it. 
Pastor, I don't understand why my family, because you're not warring over it. Pastor, I don't because you're not warring over it. When you decide I am not going to share authority in this area anymore, God has spoken deliverance in my life. I'm going to d- declare deliverance, and I'm willing to go to war. If I have to go to war over it, I prefer peace. But the devil has called my hand, and God has given me the authority. In other words, God has already said, hey, people, this is already yours. The battle is going to belong to you. The victory is yours. But you got to get up off of your seat and do nothing and get up and go to war and say, I'm willing to fight. I'm willing to pray. I'm willing to fast. I'm willing to worship until I get the victory. You you can't have dominion and walk in shared authority. We prefer to sing this land is your land, this land is my land. Rather to go into war and declaring that we have been given authority, power, and dominion. And every stronghold must come down in the name of Jesus. But we like our pride and our arrogance and our gossiping and our negativity and our prayerlessness and our ease and our comfort and the pleasures of this world more than we want to walk in dominion. Make up your mind. Pastor's drawing us a line in the sand tonight. Are you going to walk in dominion? Because if you want to, the opportunity is set before you. I've come with a word of prophecy over this congregation tonight that you can walk in dominion. But it's not going to be until you go to war and you fight the good fight of faith and you lay hold on it and you say, I won't accept anything less. Then dominion. Let me try to share this with you. We can confuse dominion with authority. And we think because God gives us authority that we're automatically walking in dominion. But that's not so. Because you can walk in shared authority, but you cannot walk in shared dominion. You know why they say the lion is the king of the jungle? Because he's at the top of the food chain. And there's nothing that can bring him down. When you walk in dominion, when you walk in dominion, Not authority. You can share authority. But when you walk in the authority of God and you kick every stronghold out and there is nothing left. I want you to picture the children of Israel when the Lord said, this land is yours. Go in. Don't cohabitate with them. Don't make me break out some more word on you and look at me like you don't believe what I'm preaching. Neither give place for the devil. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Pastor, why am I having so many problems? Because you're bunking up with the devil. Because you're willing to cohabitate with him. 
But when you take dominion, dominion is when you exercise the authority that God has given you. And you declare, I will go to war because God has already pronounced the outcome of the war. And you would be better off to throw in the towel and throw up the white flag now because you're going to, you're going to be bruised up. When I get through with you, devil, I am not going to cohabitate. This is the promised land that God has given me. And I am going to kick you out. And I am going to take more than authority but I will take dominion I will be the undisputed champion that is what it means to walk in dominion there is not a devil in hell big enough to cause us to not walk in dominion Let me finish this message. Did I just say there's not a devil in hell that can keep us from walking in dominion? There's only one thing that can keep you from walking in dominion. Go ahead and get out your phone. Take yourself a good old selfie. And remind yourself that's the only thing that can keep me from walking in dominion. God has set before this congregation an open door. And beyond, beyond that open door, nobody can shut it. God opened the door and nobody can shut it. He set before you an open door and he is saying if you are willing to step through it is the doorway to dominion. You may not leave here with dominion tonight because it's going to be a war and you may fight that war for the next 40 days but I am going to tell you under the unction of the Holy Ghost that every stronghold in your life can be broken in the next 40 days. Every stronghold, I'm speaking bold to you, every stronghold can be broken in the next 40 days. When we get to the awakening, it is going to be absolute dominion in the house. The devil's not going to want to mess with you if you follow the steps that God is going to give us here in the next few moments. We are going to walk where nobody has ever walked before. Come on now. I'm telling you that we are about to move to a level that the enemy himself cannot walk into. It is the gateway to dominion. It is the doorway to dominion. And the devil himself only looks and says, I wish I could, but I can't get to him in there. Because you have dispossessed him out of that place. The open door gives us opportunity to walk into dominion. Let me finish this here. Give me a moment. We've shouted about having the key, we've rejoiced about possessing the land. We've got, gotten excited about being given authority.
And now the Lord says, it's time to take dominion. I'm going to give you the key word for 2016. Dominion. Dominion. We don't know how long this door is going to be open for us, but we know that God has opened the door and we must step through it. Opportunity knocks. But we must be willing to leave what we have in order for us to receive what God has awaiting for us beyond the door that is open for this church tonight. Some may say, well, it's familiar here. Others will say, well, it's safe here. Then there's those that are going to say, I'm okay like I am and where I am. And if you fall into any of those three categories, you're going to be at the end of 2016 where you are at the beginning of 2016. But I've come tonight to declare unto you that the Lord has set before us an open door and he is on the other side bidding us to step through. God is speaking to this congregation tonight. I have set before you an open door, but it is up to us to step through it. Tomorrow, we will begin a corporate battle for dominion. It's time for you and I to take personally, to take personal responsibility for dominion over what God has given us. God has given us victory over some things that we have not taken authority over. Some are still living in bondage. Some are just waiting for direction. And some are ready to go into war. It's time to drive out the evil that comes against us and speak Authority in the name of Jesus over everything that prevents you from making the change that you need to make to become what God is urging you to become. The flesh is the greatest obstacle that is keeping any of us from becoming what God wants us to become. The open door that God has set before us challenges our faith to fight for dominion. I ask you the question tonight, do you have faith to trust God for what is awaiting us beyond the open door? And do you believe that what is beyond the door is better than what we have on this side of the door? I fear that some of us say, well, I'm going to let you go test the waters. I'm going to let you do the fighting. I'm going to let you do the spiritual work. By the way, that's what we hired you for. I was told that one time. You climb the mountain. That's what we pay you for. I'll keep climbing my mountain, but you're going to end up backslidden if you're not careful. Because the Lord wants you to climb your own mountain. 
I'm not a Lord over God's heritage. I come to break the bread of life to you, to preach to you what God gives to me, to care for your soul and to preach the truth. But I cannot climb the mountain for you. I can't fight the battle for you. You've got to make up in your mind that what's on the other side is better than where I am. And if I don't want to be left in the dust while the rest of the church moves on, oh, no, no, that's not how it's going to happen, see. I'm going to let everybody else do the praying, everybody else do the fasting, everybody else create the environment. When we get to the awakening, I'm going to come walking in with a smile on my face Mr. Goody Two Shoes I'm ready to step in step in and be blessed I'll come around and shake everybody's hand talk about what a sacrifice it's been to lay down a cup of coffee for, for a few days we're about to walk in dominion. I'm talking about some of us are about to go to war. We are about to step into an arena of war. And if you don't get in the battle and fight with us, you are going to be left in the dust. And you can come in with your smile. And when the awakening is over, you're going to go right back to what you were in because you weren't willing to fight to dispossess the land and take over what God has given us. The open door offers unlimited access. In other words, it's not for just one or two. Because what God has spoken into my spirit is a universal blessing. This is the moment when i got to be real careful. And I'm not going to tell them to turn off the recording tonight. Because I hope anybody that listens to this outside of this congregation, and if you're a guest here tonight, God can do and will do the same thing for your congregation. This is not the only church you can be saved in. But I believe that God has spoke over this congregation dominion more than just over this city, but over this region. Thank you for the courtesy clap. All we need is just a little bit of resistance and we're going to go there by faith in the name of the Lord. The open door gives unlimited access. When God opens a door, the potential on the other side of the door will blow our minds. But we've got to be willing to say, you know what? I'm going to go beyond it. You may have skepticism and say, well, I'm not so sure what's on the other side. Do not let skepticism, I speak against it in the name of the Lord. Do not let skepticism keep you from going after what God is wanting to do in your life in the next 40 days. God can transform you. Eight years ago, I would stand in this pulpit and declare, I'm not the most spiritual man among you until God convicted me and said, if you're not, why in the world do you think these people ought to want to follow you when you get up and brag about not being the most spiritual person in the house? Shame on you and you need to repent and become as spiritual as you can possibly be. I still may not be the most spiritual man, but I'm not bragging about it. It's because I have weaknesses and I have things in my flesh that I have to battle against. But I'll tell you this much, there's not one of you that's going to work any harder and try any harder and fight any harder against the enemy that tries to hold me down. I will not take life sitting down. I will not take defeat sitting down. You're not going to outpraise me. You're not going to outworship me. You're not going to outpray me. You're not going to outstudy me. You're going to no, 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 no. You will not and you better get what I'm talking about tonight. I'm not bragging on me but I'm telling you that you need to get that same, that same thing down in your spirit and declare I'm going after it in in the name of the Lord. 
I know I'm preaching a long time. CLC may not be a perfect church, but it is so much better than the world. And there is so much potential here that the devil is shaking in his boots tonight. And if you don't think that I personally am going to fight a battle after preaching like I'm preaching to you tonight, and that some of you are not going to fight a battle after we preach the way we preach tonight because hell is looking and he's nervous over what's going to happen and he would like to discourage about half of you and talk you into giving up now before you ever begin. Go ahead and get on out of here Satan. I command you in the name of Jesus that there is nothing more powerful than the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and there is nothing more powerful on this earth than a church that unifies in prayer and fasting and is determined to move the gates of hell out of the way and declare victory and authority and power and dominion in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I can't help myself tonight but I'm wanting to rush through the door look out the other side and say what you got over there Lord because I'm ready to go to the next level can I have just a few more minutes tonight to point out some outstanding things that I see beyond the door through faith. Oh, here pastor goes dreaming again. Zip it. I see an unstoppable wave of revival coming to this church. Where are we going to put them? I don't know. I think we're going to put them on State Road 28 once we get there. I'll set them up here on the platform with me. We still have room. Well, it's uncomfortable in here. I don't know if I want to struggle with the parking lot. Shame on you. It's called revival. We're trying to fix it. We'll get there. God has given this church authority. Give me, a, give, me, give me a few minutes. I'll try to not jump you back up here. I'm, I'm trying not to be too theatrical here. God has given this church authority over this city. And this church has taken dominion over this city. We walked into a meeting with city officials a few weeks ago. And... Just seconds before the meeting began, our mayor walked in and he said, Pastor Jordan, I've been following on social media what God is doing in your church and what God is doing through your son and that 109 people got saved in Africa. He turns around he says, gentlemen, if you're not following what God's doing in this church, I tell you what, you really need to check them out. We walked into the bank. They closed the door when we walked into the office. Once the meeting was over, they got up and closed the door and said, now we got to ask you some questions about your church. What in heaven's name are you guys doing? 
that none of the rest of us are doing. All the rest of the churches around here seem to be in decline, but your church seems to be increasing. What is going on? We were able to share with them a short Bible study. The last time we walked in, they shared with Sister Cheryl and I. They said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to slip in on you on one Sunday night. Because we want to see. Cheryl said, well, let us know when you're coming so we can be expecting you. They said, no, we want to just come see what you do on any random Sunday night. I wish they'd be here tonight just on a random Sunday night just to see what we do. We preach faith. We preach Jesus. We preach repentance of sin. Baptism of the Holy Ghost essential to salvation. Water baptism. Call it on the name of the Lord. Separated holy life. And people love it. And people are being saved. And people are being brought out of bondage and sin. That's what we're doing. The world is not looking for formalism. The world is looking for something that is real. I'm trying to get done. I'm trying to get done. We, we, already, we already have some pockets of dominion that are being taken. While some of you, some of us, there's things that happens around here sometimes blows my mind. I don't even know what's going on. I came in the church the other night and there was a Bible study going on in one of the Sunday school rooms. I stopped. Huh, I didn't know that was happening. You go, keep teaching. Pastor, I wouldn't want to do anything out of sorts. If you're in the Word of God, teach it. There are Bible study groups being hosted by several of our students. I don't even know how many Bible study groups we have going in some of our schools, junior highs and high schools, all around this region. There are prayer groups that are breaking. There are things that are happening around this church that, that some of us are not even aware is going on. There are some pockets of dominion being taken. Bible study groups are being hosted by several of our students. Bible studies being taught in homes and even here at the church. A request for ladies' Bible study groups came to me a few months ago and is in the process of being developed through our ladies' ministry to get something rolling and something off the ground. But I've preached most of what I've preached tonight to give some direction to you. And then we're going to move into the realm of war for dominion. Mm. Over the next few months, CLC is going to be embarking on several strategic evangelism initiatives. They are already being prayed over, sought over, and already began to be put into place. We have impacted our city, and we're not going to stop impacting the city. Not till 16,400 and however many there is in this city are all saved. We have impacted our city. But God is urging us to take regional dominion. The next wave of revival is greater than the city of Frankfurt. We are planning strategic evangelism events. In every unchurched city, town, and village in this region. What I see 
for 2016 are evangelism efforts, Bible study groups, block parties, tent revivals, Holy Ghost and Miracle Crusades in Lebanon, in Michigan Town, in Rossville, in Rusheville, in Thorntown, in Kirkland, in Dayton, in every village and burg around us. God has set before us an open door. Many of these regions have no apostolic witness or maybe one apostolic home in the entire community. And what God has spoken to me is to set up an apostolic outpost in every community, in every region, and begin to build on that and take authority and dominion over the entire region in the name of the Lord. Dominion has been prophesied over this region. Now it is time that we walk through the door. It's time for ministries that God has been birthing in you to spring into action. Some of our anointed men and women are about to get their feet wet in the trenches of soul winning. When I talked about this to a couple of our young men, they said, well, who are we going to bring in to do this? I said, bring in. We're not bringing anybody in. What are you talking about? I said, God's raising people up. We don't have to bring revival in. We're going to take revival out. What God has already put in his bird in this church is about to take wings and is about to launch into a regional apostolic revival that is going to affect this beyond this city. It's going to reach into this community and it is going to begin to reach around this area and there is going to be a revival. It's going to be greater than we are. Avenues such as mass evangelism, children's ministry, and youth ministry are going to play vital roles in helping us reach out. And every person in this house is going to have opportunities opportunity to be part of what God is doing. Well, what if only two show up? We're going to preach like we're preaching to 2,000 and we're going to pray like we're praying with 2,000 until apostolic revival falls on the two. I received a phone call about two weeks ago and during this very unusual phone call was Pastor can you meet me in Burlington at 5 o'clock this evening? I've got two childhood friends that have called me and wants to be baptized in Jesus' name. The pastor from Atlanta, Georgia said, I have driven to Michigan City and I'm coming down to your community. And I want to connect them to a local church. Would you meet me so that you could be there and be part of the baptismal service? We're going to baptize them in their jacuzzi. In their home. I want you to meet Rich and Michelle Sevich that we baptized both of them in Jesus' name. 
just a few days ago. This is Michelle being baptized in Jesus' name. I don't know if you can turn the volume up, but crank it up if you can. Now, Michelle, upon the profession of your faith and obedience to the word of the Lord, I now baptize you in the only name given whereby you must be saved, the name of Jesus Christ. Michelle and Rich are supposed to be in church with us next Sunday night. Be in prayer that nothing hinders and we get them here next Sunday night. There goes Rich now in water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens. I will pour out in those days my spirit. And they shall prophesy. CLC, are you ready to take the dominion that God is wanting to give us? I've set before you an open door. Your co-workers are an open door. Your lost family's an open door. Your neighborhood's an open door. Your region's an open door. Every community around us is an open door. But it's not going to come easy. What are you willing to go to war over? What are you willing to do battle with the devil over? The Lord has already spoken dominion. But what are you willing to go to battle over? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ right now, I pray for boldness and courage to fall over this entire congregation. Lord, that we decide right now, we make up in our mind right now that we're not going to take this year sitting down, laying back and at ease, but we're going to go after it in the name of the Lord. We are declaring dominion. We're willing to fight for it. We're going to dispossess the land you have given us. We are going to walk in authority like we never have before. We're going to do great exploits in the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus we declare. In the name of Jesus we declare our homes. In the name of Jesus we declare victory over every enemy and every obstacle that would come against us. In the name of Jesus we will not be defeated for your word has already spoken victory. For your word has already declared it in the name of the Lord. We will not be denied. We will not step aside but we will go to war in the name of the Lord. Our battle cry is the name of Jesus. Our battle cry is the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we have victory. In the name of Jesus, we have authority. In the name of Jesus, we have dominion. And we will fight until we get there in the name of the Lord. Come on, reach out to him right where you are tonight. I'm done preaching. It's up to you now. What are you going to do with what I preach tonight? Are you willing to go to war in the Holy Ghost tonight? Somebody needs to do battle in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord.